Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Okay, can I, I just wanna, I wanna take us through, through a few scriptures here and I, I wanna talk about, uh, talk about this kind of feast season. Okay, so the, the, the fall feast there's three fall feasts, okay? There's, there's trumpets. That kicks off tonight, okay? Um, it, it starts at sundown. There's trumpets, which, of course, the Hebrew is Rosh Hashanah. And then 10 days after that, there's Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And then right after that, a few days after that, is Tabernacles or Sukkot. And so... You know, in the West, we're, we're, we're very familiar with these spring feasts, okay? That would be Passover, right? First fruits, which is, you know, resurrection, what we call Resurrection Sunday. And then Pentecost, you know, where, where the Holy Spirit fell. We're real familiar with those. And those have been fulfilled, okay? However, when we get to the fall feast, we see that these are partially fulfilled, they're not wholly fulfilled. And that's why it's so important when you think about, well, Stovall, what are you talking about these feasts? Aren't these Old Testament? Well, yes, the, the sacred times were established in Genesis 1 and 2. However, these feasts were given to Israel for them to steward. However, they're not called the Feast of Israel. They're called the Feast of the Lord. <laughs> so who's the Lord? Jesus. Right. Once again, it's this. It's it's understanding the whole story of King Jesus. It's understanding our place in the story. Jesus, who is, was, and is to come. And there's the feast of the Lord. So remember, God, one God, three persons. Right. Every time you see God act in, if you want to say, the Old Testament. Okay, Jesus is there. The son didn't, I know I've said this a hundred times, but it's so important how we relate to God and how we relate to scripture, how we relate to the Hebrew Bible. And, and that is this, that there's, you know, it wasn't like God was this wrathful God and then all of a sudden the nice side of God was born. And now, you know, God's nice. And now here's the nice side of God. You know, here, you know, the son, and he's like, he's, he's here to appease the father's wrath. You know, like a son standing between a husband and a wife, you know, like trying to, when we get in the gospel of the kingdom, okay, that is so not the gospel. Do you understand? That is so not the gospel. Even the idea of, of, all that was being, it's a whole nother message. You know, working out this idea of, okay, Jesus, yes, Jesus saves us from the wrath of God, but the wrath of God comes because when people are out of covenant with God, okay? God is not like the other pagan gods, the other fallen angels, like appease me, you need to appease my wrath with a sacrifice. That is not our God. Okay, Jesus, Jesus saves us, yes, from our God's wrath, which is connected to justice. And that's what we're gonna see. That's what the Day of Atonement is about. Finding yourself on the right side of judgment or justice. Yes, is Jesus the atoning sacrifice for our sins? Absolutely. Does Jesus save us from God's wrath? Absolutely. But who brings God's wrath? 
Jesus, he's the one that's coming back. He is the one treading the winepress of the wrath of God, as it says in Revelations. He is the one. There's no, I want to be really clear about this. When When Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, he meant it. God has always been faithful and loving and merciful. And when, you, when we understand the gospel of the kingdom is the whole story of King Jesus and how God wants a covenant people, how God has rescued us uh, out of the dominion of these other gods and Satan and these, these fallen principalities to be his special people and that we're the family of God, that changes everything about how we... Um, about how we relate to God and about how we relate to one another. And so these fall feasts here with trumpets. So we talk about trumpets, okay? What does it mean? It's a war cry. The trumpets is a royal announcement. So where do we know that there was a partial fulfilling of trumpets? When was there a royal announcement? Right? Okay, so you could go back to the Old Testament. You could go back to, you know, uh, 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 David and some of the kings and, and, and all of those things. But when, you know, the royal announcement was what? When Jesus was born. Most scholars believe that Jesus was born right around Rosh Hashanah, the tr- trumpets. Did y'all not, did y'all think Jesus was born on December 25th? Did y'all? Uh, I didn't hurt your feelings, did you? He... He wasn't actually born on that date. Most scholars believe that he was born right around Rosh Hashanah, Matthew 2, 2, where's the coming king? Then the gospel comes out. The gospel, it's the royal announcement of, 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 of a king. And this didn't begin in you know the gospels that we see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This goes back to Hosea and Jeremiah. It's all over Isaiah when God, when basically there's a royal announcement and they're blowing the trumpets and there's watchmen on the walls and they're saying, Israel, even though you're in captivity, guess what? I have good news. I have, the, I have a gospel for you. God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you, even though you've forsaken him. In fact, here is the announcement that God himself, the right arm of the Lord, God himself is going to come as king and he's going to be your Messiah and he is going to deliver you. He has not forsaken you even though you've forsaken him. That's where Paul and Romans and Corinthians, that's why when Paul says my gospel according to the scriptures, well, what were the scriptures? They didn't have the New Testament. What was he talking about? He's talking about the Hebrew Bible. He's going all the way back to Genesis 3 at the first promise, the seed of the woman. And he's tracing this, this, this redemptive plan and these royal announcements in the seed of David, that term Messiah. That's why Jesus, our Messiah, what, you know, what, the whole story of King Jesus, and that is this, that Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, God in the flesh is now savior of the world and the Messiah, not only to the Jew, but to all the people of all the nations. And guess what? In times past, God looked away somewhat from disobedience, but now he has called all men and women everywhere from every nation to repent and to give their allegiance, give their loyalty, give their obedience to him. I know that's not a popular message in America. I understand that. 
But that is the message of the gospel. That is the royal announcement. That Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, you cannot separate the Jewishness from Jesus. You cannot separate the seed of Abraham and the seed of David and the whole story narrative and all of that. You can't separate that from who Jesus is. He is a Jewish Jesus. He is a Jewish Messiah. And thank God that he's not, was not only the Jewish Messiah, but he is the Messiah, King and Savior for all the world. And unless you are, you do come from the seed of Abraham, you know what happened? Back at Babel, we learned about all of our, unless you are Jewish, all of our, you know, great, 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 whatever, grandparents, you know where they were? They were, at, they were with Nimrod at Babel. And we were dispersed throughout all the nations because our family at that time didn't want God. But thank God, God didn't give up on us. And he said, I'm gonna start with this one guy, Abram. I'm gonna bring Abram out of this very idolatrous culture serving all these other guys. I'm gonna start with this one guy. And I'm gonna show him I'm distinct. I'm different from all these other gods. I'm not like these gods that you sacrifice your kids to just to appease some wrath. No, I'm a covenant-keeping, faithful God. Yes, if you leave me, you are gonna reap the consequences of a fallen world and terrible things can happen to you. But if you keep my covenant, I will be with you. So what is the, the first, one of the first things he does? The story of Abraham and Isaac and the ram. We talked about this. It'd be totally normal for someone. Oh yeah, I gotta sacrifice my child to this God too. Abraham takes Isaac. He demonstrates. Wait till we talk about the body, how important your body is. Because without your body, you have no dominion, no authority in the earth. Do you see that's, there's a huge thing. Our faith is the only faith that, saint, that looks as the body as good. Now, it can do evil. It can be evil, okay? But the, the Gnostic stuff that's gotten in that, you know, the earth is evil and your body's evil and so you just need to escape to heaven, that, that's, that's very Gnostic. That's very, oh, whoever that dude was. Pluto. Plato, what does the Bible say? No, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body, if we don't have a body, that's why what are, what are all the, 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 the spirits doing? They're, they, they need bodies for dominion in the earth. It's why the, the, the Genesis 6, those fallen angels forsook their former estate where they could take on flesh so they could get dominion in the earth through the Nephilim. Am I getting off on stuff? I'm trying to get... I'm just saying how important our bodies are. Our bodies are sacred. And some of you are doing things with your body because you don't understand how sacred it is and how precious it is 
and how much dominion that it has and authority that it has when the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Okay. Okay, so we're talking about trumpets. <laughs> okay, then we'll get to the day of atonement. Yeah, so we'll, so, so, but trumpets, what it points to, okay, so the, there was the first royal announcement. Here's Jesus, but it really points to the return of Jesus. It points to the second coming of Jesus. At that second coming, what we're gonna look at these few scriptures, you see when Jesus talks about his coming, you see all these things. There's a trumpet, there's a cry, and there's a shout. Come on, how many of you want our cry? We want our cry not to be a cry of, oh no, we want our cry to be, yes, 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 our redemption draws nigh. Yeah? We want our shout to be a shout of joy, not a shout of regret. So what we see what, what, as we engage scripture, I wanna say for you know, all these feasts, it's like anything else, you don't have to do these things. These things aren't about your salvation, but they are about scripture engagement. And they are kingdom they, they, they are part of the kingdom culture. There's a reason for these. We engage these, we engage our place in the story and we're able to, we're able to remember, we're able to, to see what was, is, and what is to come. And the Lord has purposes in all these things. One of the main purposes that you're gonna see in these fall feasts, it's so this, we, there's, there's the Day of Atonement and then Tabernacles, God with man, um, that being fulfilled, the coming of Jesus and then the new Eden. But the purpose, one of the main purposes of these, watch, is that we're ready. Be, uh, being ready and being good stewards, being ready and being, being imagers. These things are interchangeable, they're synonymous. Can I, can I give you some scriptures here? Okay, look at this. Everybody say readiness. Then will appear the sign, then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. I'm gonna just go through a few scriptures. They're gonna be all over the place and then I'm gonna close. How about that? All these Remember this, these feasts, they all point to and celebrate King Jesus, yeah? Look at Matthew 24, 30 and 31. It says, then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. That's the bad shout. We don't want that shout, do we? And they will see the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven, with power and great glory. Look at this. He will send out his angels with a what? Loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now let's read this. Look at this. For as in the days before the flood, we've been talking about Genesis 3, Genesis 6, Genesis 11, Jesus is going back to Genesis 6 here. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Look at this. Until, until the day. It's so hard if all you, if, if we've grown up in a, in a, in a, in a really prosperous country like America, 
and we've grown up with all these freedoms and we've gotten accustomed to all these things, it's so hard to believe that one day it's not gonna be like this. That one day things are gonna change. And part of our responsibility as imagers of Jesus are to take these scriptures at face value and understand that we need to be prepared for whatever comes in the world because the kingdoms of this world, they're not only gonna be shaken, they are being shaken, right? And if we're in the kingdom and we're citizens of the kingdom, guess what? We have nothing to fear. Our redemption draws nigh. God can bless you just like the children of Israel, just like Israel and Goshen. God can put his hedge over you and your family. Watch, here's where this is going. Watch, watch, watch. Up until the day, look at this. Up until the day when Noah entered the ark. That's what we're doing here at Celebration. We're building an ark. When, that, when the, the storm came, when the rains started coming, guess what? Man, Noah, Noah was great. Do you see, Jesus is that ark. The kingdom, the body of Christ, the, these are the pieces of the ark. It's the wood, but watch this. It takes all, we think about Noah, but remember, Noah had a family. Remember this, it takes all of us gathering our wood. Come on, all of us being activated, bringing our, our wood and doing our part in building an ark that can be a safe place and a safe habitation for those who will enter into the kingdom. Is this not a fun message for y'all? And they were unaware, look at this. They were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women grinding at the mill, one taken and one left. Therefore, look at this, stay awake. Come on, awakening. Awake, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house, interesting, he's talking about a house, a home, if the master of the house had known what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom, whom his master has set over his household? Here's this word house, this word household. To give them their food at the proper time. So there's a, a time here. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, this is Jesus talking, okay? Is this in red letter? It would be in red letter if it was. This is Jesus talking. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, you know what, my master is delayed. You know what, it's been so long. I mean, Jesus has not come back in 2,000 years. Who knows, it'll probably be another thousand years. Listen, one of the things that these feasts do, it sobers us up to remember one day with the Lord is as a thousand years 
and a thousand years is this one day. And we have to be ready. Look, he says, well, you know, my master's delayed in coming. And uh, he begins to beat his fellow servants, eats and drinks with drunkards. Remember, you can beat people with your words, not just your fist. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour that he does not know. He will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We're going to talk about this in, in a couple of weeks where, when we, or in t- about 10 days when we get into the uh, atonement. That's all about being found inside the camp and not outside the camp. It's all about being found in the, the house, the marriage supper of the Lamb, not being outside of the house. This is a community. You're going to see all of these things. It's, it's, it's about the, the community of the, of the kingdom. Now look at Matthew 25. Come on, y'all can take this, right? We're, we're, these, the, there's reason that these are in the Bible. There's a reason that Jesus spoke these himself, okay? Jesus in the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom, there it is again, was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. Look at this, but at midnight, what was there? A cry, remember that, a cry, a shout, a trumpet. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here's the bridegroom. Come out, to, uh, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, ready, those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. This is the fourth cup. This is the marriage supper of the lamb. Yes? They went into the marriage feast. Look at this. And the door was shut. Think of the ark when the door shut. The door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I don't know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Look at 25, six, look. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. I'm not gonna do this today. We're gonna touch on a couple of these parables later on. This is all Jewish wedding language. At Jewish wedding language, it, when, at a Jewish wedding, you see all these things. You see a trumpet, you, you see a cry of the bridegroom, you see everybody shout. This is all depicted in, in Jewish wedding, but I'm not gonna butcher the whole thing. I'm gonna have somebody that's, a Messianic Jew explain it to you at some point. Okay, look at 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself, by the way, I'm not getting into pre-trib, post-trib, rapture, whatever. I'm trying to give us some big picture about what these feasts represent so that we can engage scripture and understand that there is a purpose and a command in engaging scripture at certain times of year of the year so that that helps us to be ready for our Lord. 
if we are gonna be servants of Jesus, a major, like, like Hebrews 6, foundate, like 101 is eternal judgment. What does that mean? What does that look like? What is, what is, what is the, the, the day of atonement? That we got our personal, the, he was the atoning sacrifice for our sins. What's the other side of the day of atonement? What does that look like? What does tabernacles look like? All of these things have to do with our mission that have to do is the people of God partnering with God to bring his children back into the kingdom to see heaven and earth united again. We, we're either adding to the delay or we're, we're, we're helping to expedite the return and the uniting. And until, watch, un, until heaven and earth are united. See, what, here's what, what we've done. We've wanted, we've wanted a gospel where we escape the earth. Jesus said, no, pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Instead of partnering with God in a mission to see heaven, his heaven come to earth and that's what's gonna happen. When we step into the heavenly realm, it's just, we're just going from here to here. The goal is to come back for the new Eden. That's heaven and earth united. I see y'all are excited. Look, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with what? A cry, with the voice of an archangel, with what? The sound of the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, and then it goes on and it talks about us. Let me show you a few, just a couple of Old Testament. Remember this? Joshua, remember the story of Jericho? Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Here's the shofar, here's the trumpets. When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the what? Sound of a trumpet, the people shall what? Shout with a great shout, and the wall of that city will come down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. What did this illustrate? The kingdom of God superimposing its kingdom on the kingdoms of the world that are oppressing people, that are propagating injustice. If, I've, if, I, if we sat here and looked at the stats of, of the horrific things going on in the world today, why wouldn't we wanna cry out that God return and that he, he, he end this mess, that he end the, 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 the wicked rule of Satan and, 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 and the, the, the people under his control that refuse to come in to the kingdom of God. Why wouldn't we want the, 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 you know, the rape to stop? Why wouldn't we want uh, kids to finally, uh, to, to how they're oppressed, how they die of starvation? Why wouldn't we, why, would, why aren't we crying out for this type of evil and oppression to end? Well, God wants more people saved. Yes, he wants more people saved. He wants as many people saved as possible. 
But those two things are not at odds. In fact, I submit to you that they actually go together. I'll submit to you that the greatest revival the world has ever seen will be when the church finally starts demonstrating the, the, the readiness and crying out for Jesus to come. They're gonna see that our kingdom's not of this world. If we're in the world, we're not of the world, but he's the true king. That shall, I believe that tonight, when we gather together as a region, I believe some walls are gonna come down. In your life, in your family, out in this region, look at Joel 2.1, blow a trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm, here's the war cry. This is the war cry. He, Jesus is the commander of the Lord's armies. There's a commander's intent. The Lord, he, he loves us with everlasting love. He wants to heal us. He wants to help us. But it's, it's as long as we keep engaging God on our own terms and not engaging him on his terms, the healing and the things that we wanna see in our lives, many times those are gonna be limited. I'm telling you that there is a kingdom healing, a people healing. I'm telling you that, that, that tonight if we come together in faith and, and when that trumpet sounds, I believe that there's gonna be walls come down in your life. I believe there's gonna be breakthroughs. Look, sound alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. Just reading back, says the Lord, says, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, these are the appointed feasts of the Lord. They're the Lord's feasts, they're Yahweh's feasts. These are Jesus' feasts that you proclaim as holy convocations. These are my appointed feasts. So these are the Lord's appointed feasts. Leviticus 23, 24, speak to the people of Israel saying in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a solemn rest. Uh, look at this, a memorial, a memorial proclaimed with the blast of trumpets, a holy convocation. Do you, do you see what the Lord's helping us with? He's helping us, these are like practices these are helping us understand where we are in the story that in the whole story of King Jesus, he is returning one day and that he's gonna return with this trumpet. Now, I'm not, this, I'm not saying this as a doctrine, but let me just present this to you, okay? Because no one knows the day or the hour. No one knows the exact year. No one knows anything like that. But let me ask you something. Could Jesus have been crucified on a day other than Passover? Could Jesus have risen from the dead on a day other than first fruits? Could the Holy Spirit that fell at Pentecost, could the Holy Spirit have fallen on a different day than Pentecost? 
Think about it. So now there's trumpets. There's the day of the Lord, the day of atonement. There's tabernacles, God with men. I'm just saying, I think the Lord wants his people practicing because one year is going to come and it's going to be the real deal. And you know what? We don't know the day or the hour, but I know this, the Lord wants us ready. Yeah, come on, can you give God a hand? So that's why we're gathering tonight. If you can't make it tonight, we're gonna have it online. Tune in online. We're gonna pray together. We're gonna pray for our region. We're gonna pray for walls to come down. And, uh, and we don't have, do not bring shofars. Do not bring a trumpet. Do not bring a horn. Okay? We got all that handled. All right? Okay? Am I good? Can I pray? Yeah? Was this too serious for y'all? Is this okay? Like this is, like, Jesus, his heart is that no one gets left behind. Yeah? But we have to understand walking with Jesus is more than saying a prayer and just wanting to escape somewhere one day or when we die. It's about becoming a people, becoming a disciple, and his his family, when the Lord says, okay, this is is when we're gonna remember this. Well, that's when we're gonna remember it, yeah? We don't have to do any of these things. You don't have to come to church. You don't have to read your Bible. I'm not saying anything like that. But what I am saying is we want to be ready. We want to be prepared. And we want to understand that engaging Scripture is much more than reading a devotion. It's actually engaging the whole story of King Jesus in a very physical and way where we demonstrate, yeah, and practice and observe what he taught us. Father, we just come in the name of Jesus right now. And Lord, I pray, I pray, Lord, I pray for a readiness in your people. I pray for a readiness in your church. And God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that tonight as we gather together or as people tune in online from their homes, Lord, we, we are saying yes to you. We're saying, Lord, that we want to be ready. Lord, we're saying that we understand that you are going to return, that you are Lord of heaven and earth, and that you are our king, and we belong to your kingdom and not the kingdom of this world. Lord, I just thank you for everything that you're going to do tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.